Welcome to our first recording of the weekly OSHA tips. We are doing the tips for the week of January 11th, and we will get right into it. So tip number one on January 11th, use low noise tools and machinery. Anytime you get a chance to attenuate the amount of noise that comes out of machinery, it's important because the last thing you want is a, a person to lose their hearing for something that's easy to prevent. Um, not only, obviously, you can put on PPE to protect your ears. You can double up with uh, with um, earplugs and ear covers. But there's a lot of operations. Like the last place I worked at, you would walk around and be like, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot here that generates a lot of noise. But some of the areas that generated the most noise were areas where you had a lot of vial because it was a sterile injectables manufacturing facility. So they would fill lots of vials like the vaccine vials but it'd be like thousands of vials coming down these conveyors and they just clink together and collectively they make a lot of noise not not like really loud noise just like constant too much noise for you to be exposed to for eight hours a day so. the second tip on january 12th before backing up get out and look around yeah, it's not, it, again, something easy to do. If you're driving a bigger vehicle, have somebody look, help you while you're backing up. Like every time I drive a truck, I want someone to help me back up. Whether, like I, we used to drive trucks at Triumvirate. Backing up could be scary sometimes. You're in like a city, a busy area. You think people are paying attention, but you know, we never, thankfully never had an accident like that, but it's always something that you think about. Tip number three, on January 13th, always read the label before using hazardous chemicals. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to be using too hazardous, like cleaning supplies, right? Bleach and ammonia is a big no-no, right? So you want to be able to look at the label to see what it's made up of, like if you're cleaning, you know, cleaning an area. Yeah, you never know. Like you, you should always double check the chemical that you're using. Yeah, I mean, how many times I, I've had issues where people thought they were using one chemical and then it turns out it was a different chemical. And and sometimes that was because there was no label. Sometimes because they weren't paying attention enough to to read what was on there. And or if you're not familiar with the chemical you're using, the chemicals that come like from the manufacturers they typically have a lot of information on them. So if you're not sure what the hazards are, the chemical label a lot of times has the hazard information on it. It has information about what you should do to protect yourself, how to store it safely, whether it needs to be in a freezer or a refrigerator. Yeah, you know, what PPE to wear. Do you need to make sure you have proper ventilation because you're using it? Yeah. You need some kind of training, right? Like if it's pesticides, if you're applying pesticides. Yeah, depends how big. Now that we're there's we've just listed a lot of things, so maybe the this bottle is a big bottle that we're talking about. Um, but they do have most have like chemicals you might use in a laboratory. They come with a lot of warnings on them. Labels and I mean, when in doubt, you can just go to the SDS. They should all come. 
Bad. People should read those too. I you should know what you're using before you use it. Okay, on January 14th, the tip was communicate safety and health protocols to workers. You mean we can't just write policies and put them on the shelf? Yeah, you just put them in that big book and you file it away. Show it to OSHA when they show up. Yeah, put some inspirational safety posters along the walls. That'll really inspire people. Yeah, so of course you have to communicate all of your programs and policies. A lot of times that that's what's most difficult is how do I get these ideas across to everyone else? Like it's easy to write a policy or have a consultant write a, a policy for you. It's how do I get put this into practice? So the communication piece is important. Give a training, have people read and understand it and certify that they did that. Have people take quizzes. You know, there's lots of ways to engage folks in a way to make sure that they hear what you're um, what you're saying. Right. And the last tip on the 15th, weather permitting open windows when two or more people are in a vehicle. Two good reasons to avoid COVID and to avoid the aftermath of taco lunch. On the COVID side of things though, the better ventilated things are, the safer they are, along with social distancing. So if you're in a car with two people, sit as far apart as possible like in the back seat, if it's a ride sharing vehicle, wear masks, sanitize surfaces in your hands. For Damien, he sanitizes the inside of his mouth. Yeah, the, the ride sharing thing. I mean, the, all Ubers and Lyfts, I mean, they have people, like all the drivers are wearing masks, as far as I know. They should, I mean, they, they definitely should. I don't know. I say that everywhere I go. I'm like, all these people should be wearing masks. You'd think they'd want to protect themselves and, you know, maybe protect other people. But that doesn't seem to be good en a good enough reason for a lot of folks. I think a lot of people are masking up and trying to maintain distance, but not enough. Not enough. Anyways, those are the tips for the week. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in for the next ones next week.